Hi, this is Avi Fischoff, and this recording is regarding twisted parenting, affectionately known as TP, which is an alternative approach that I personally developed over many years to guide families on how to deal with kids in crisis that are unfortunately in a situation of pikuach nefesh, grave danger. The following recording is from my TP crisis group, where parents come together for my support and guidance. Please note that all parents under my care have been sent to me by their das Torah, who commit to remain involved in the entire process to guide and paskin any shyless that come up. Please note that the voices have been digitally altered to protect privacy. Our son has or have ADHD and dyslexia. We put him in special schools, hoping to help him. He was thrown out of every school, four elementary schools, two high schools. Went to all sorts of therapists and specialists, psychologists, psychiatrists, trying to help him. We spent close to $100,000 extra help for him in all these special schools that weren't cheap either. Nothing worked. He made it to 11th grade. His last yeshiva, and he was thrown out. No other yeshiva wanted to take him, and this was the end of the road. He was traumatized by the school system, and there was no help. We had so much pain, we didn't know what to do. And from here on began the spiral. He was 17 years old, and he quickly went downhill. He started smoking pot. Our house stunk. We couldn't breathe. It smelled all over. Um, we fought with him. We locked him out of the house. Um, we did whatever we could. We listened to Rabbeim. We listened to therapists. We went to a therapist who told us um, we should get together with the police. The police has some sort of a system to uh, lock him up for a night, teach him a, a lesson. Well, we didn't listen to her. We didn't do it. But I'll just explain how our lives were throughout this nightmare. Um, one Friday night, we're sitting at the Shabbos table when the doorbell rang. We went to open the door. It was Trafe Chinese. I said, you probably have the wrong address. I said, nope. Is there a Moishi here? We knew it was Moishi. We couldn't leave money anywhere. Any money we left was stolen. Of course, he bought drugs. He sold drugs from our house. He would steal everything. He stole $1,500 from my cleaning lady. He later confirmed that truly he, he stole it. Uh, his room is in the basement. One day, he closed a circuit breaker in the entire house. He turned off the lights and locked the basement door. And we couldn't get in. We didn't have light. We didn't have heat. We didn't have anything. We had to call the cops to come and open the door so we can put the power back on. He brought girls and boys over to the house. They had loud gatherings outside in front of our house. The neighbors talked, complained. There's nothing we can do. We couldn't leave car keys anywhere. If we dropped car keys for one second, he would steal our cars. He would wreck them. He totaled 12 cars. One time, he stole my husband's car. He got into an accident. He came home. My husband was very upset, like every father would be. My son was very upset, too. He took it so hard. He swallowed an entire bottle of pills, drank a bottle of scotch. And he ran into the woods. And he said, don't look for me. I'm killing myself. <laughs> of course, we called that Salah. Called all his friends to try to find out if maybe somebody's in touch with him. Try to find him. Hatala couldn't find him. They called the police right away. 
they brought K9 units, they found him, went to the hospital, Baruch Hashem, he was saved on time. One Seder Pesach, one Pesach Seder, we're upstairs, you know, doing our Seder. In the middle, he came upstairs, we need help. He needs help. Of course he wasn't by the Seder, because he never was by anything. He needed help. We came down to his room. There were boys, girls, in various state of undress. And on his bed, there was a naked girl visiting us from Lakewood. She was overdosed on his bed. There were drugs everywhere. We went to call Hatsala. They didn't let us. One of the boys said, don't worry, I'm going to take her home. To put her in the van, drove her home. We learned later that she was fine. They didn't want anybody involved because they didn't want to go to jail because there were drugs all over and who knows what was going on there. One Friday night, we were upstate in the country, and he disappeared. On Sunday, when my husband came home, he found the house in a state of destruction. Our couches were outside in the backyard, broken. Pizza boxes, dirty paper goods all over the house, drug paraphernalia all over, dirty condoms. The wood floor had burnt marks. They poured alcohol and, and turned on fires all over. I don't know what was that all about. There was a party in my house for 50 kids for two days and two nights straight. Every room was violated. My bed sheets were stained. The carpets needed to be replaced. There was no cleaning. They were so destroyed, they were beyond cleaning. We were devastated. One night, he was driving my husband's van on the BQE. He was so high on drugs. He didn't see a car that was stopped, and the owner was changing a tire. Thank God the owner saw the van barreling down the highway and jumped the curb just on time because the van hit the car and the car was totaled together with the van. They were both totaled. Bar Hashem miraculously, no one got hurt. The guy could have been killed and my son would have been in jail who knows how long. One time in the middle of the night we got a call that he got arrested for possession of drugs and weapons. Spent two nights in jail till we were able to arrange a lawyer and bail money. When I called the lawyer on my way to the office, I wanted to know why the bail was so high. They wanted $60,000 bail. Refused to answer on the phone. He kept telling me, when you arrive here, we'll talk about it. When you arrive to my office, we'll talk about it. I panicked. My husband was out of town. I thought for sure he killed somebody. I called my husband, and I said, I think, my, I think Moshe killed somebody. He said, one minute, I'll call you back. Called me back a minute later. He said, don't worry, he didn't kill anyone. I relaxed a bit at the lawyer's office. When I was talking to him, I found out he never spoke to my husband. I asked my husband how he knew that Moshe didn't harm anyone. He said he didn't know, but he couldn't hear me in such a panic. He was afraid I would get into an accident, so he lied and hoped for the best. On another occasion, one Shabbos morning, the police knocked on our door with a warrant. They searched the entire house for weapons. He was being held at the local precinct for trying to purchase a silencer. Another night, a friend with his three Schwarzes showed up at our house with guns and other weapons. They called him outside and beat him up. He had stolen $2,000 worth of drugs from this friend. Baruch Hashem, the Schwarzes were arrested. The next day, news reporters came to my house to interview us for this juicy story. Rosh Hashanah, one year, he got upset at us for some reason. He called his friend to come pick him up. He left the house 
they open the car windows, they blare the music, and he waved us his middle finger from the car window. Our dining room faces the street, so he was waving at us. This was our life. We were completely lost. We were in so much pain. And this is similar to all the people who come to Avi. We seek help everywhere. Everyone told his behavior was intolerable. Our only solution was to throw him out. Imagine how many other people are in the same situation right now. It's Gehenna, knowing that our only choice was to cut off our child. You're being told that no other choice. All the big Rabbanim, leaders, Askanim, and professionals all have no advice on how to save his life. All we saw was darkness. Finally, Hashem smiled on us, and we were referred to Avi. We were very skeptical. We didn't believe that there was a person out there who could be helpful. We had already turned every stone and looked for help everywhere. We lost all hope. We went begrudgingly to Avi, and with a lot of reservation, but figured we had nothing to lose. We had already given up and thought that we were chasing after a dream that would never materialize. But as parents, we weren't ready to give up on our child quite yet. And if there was any possibility that someone could help, we figured we would give it one last try. And when Avi told us he doesn't charge any money for his services, we were blown away. After we already spent so much money on trying to help help him, we decided, since he offers his advice for free, we'll try it out. We had nothing to lose anymore. We went to meet with Avi, my husband and I. My husband gave him a two-year ultimatum. After two years, he would throw our son out of our house and cut him off from our lives forever. He told Avi, I'm giving you two years. If this works good, if not, I can't do this anymore. So we began following Avi's advice. Everything he told us was contrary to the rest of the world advises. But so what? As far as all of them were concerned, my son was already dead. Their treatments all failed. And all that was left, they were telling us to put the plug and kill him. So we listened. We trained. We came from Muncie every single week. We followed Avi's twisted advice all the way. My kids were amazed at our transformation as we followed Avi's advice. I'm talking about my other kids. They all said we became such amazing parents and the house was so peaceful and pleasant to be in. And this was exactly what happened. Even though he was already doing heroin and cocaine and many other synthetic stuff, he was selling drugs and everything. After 12 months of coming to Avi, my son quit all drugs. He didn't go to rehab. He didn't go to AA. He didn't go to therapists. He just stopped on his own. After 14 months, he let go of the last girl he was with. About the same time, he started working with my husband and was being trained in the business. This past Rosh Hashanah, he went to every davening. Simchas Torah. He was in shul with the Torah and my other kids. He danced. He loved it. Right after Sukkot, he decided he wanted a chance to go to Israel to learn. He, he left a week after Sukkot. He is now in Yeshiva or Sameach in Yerushalayim. And today, my son is Baruch Hashem 100% clean from drugs. Shomer Shabbos. He eats kosher and he's even picky about the Hashgal Hasid. <laughs> he learns three shiurim a day. 
He davens with Minion every day. He calls home constantly. He loves us. We have an amazing relationship. He was supposed to stay till Pesach. We had made up from Sokis till Pesach. He's going to go to Israel. He just called us last week. He wants to go back after Pesach and stay till Rosh Hashanah. He told us when he's satisfied with his level of Yiddishkeit, he wants me to find him a Shidduch. He doesn't want to go out with girls anymore. He wants a good girl he can grow with, who can help him raise good kids, Yiddish kids. And he said he only trusts me to find him the right girl. This is Avi Fischoff, and I can be reached at twistedparenting at AOL.com.